Hey there! Are you a crime scene investigator, law enforcement officer, or forensic scientist looking for a Facebook community that understands you? Check out Taction USA's forensic product groups. You'll find blogs, articles, information, and community. For those of us in the investigative field, there are not many lines of support out there, but Taction USA is a company that was founded by law enforcement for law enforcement. Subscribe today to get access to exclusive content. Just look for Taction USA in Facebook groups. the tape. For those of you who are new, welcome, first of all. Thank you for listening. And we should introduce ourselves. Once more. Yes. I'm Brendan. And I'm Hillary. And we are the best. We are a married couple (laughs) that met while working a homicide scene because Brendan is a law enforcement officer somewhere in America. Yeah. And at the time, I was a crime scene investigator for the same department in Somewhere, USA. Yeah. And we uh, started talking as we were working a crime scene, and we've been together ever since. Mm-hmm. And if you're wondering where, Grover's Corners. There you go. <laughs> Figure that one out. <laughs> so today's episode is very interesting, and it's about Dolly, the queen of Los Angeles. And I will say... You will be very surprised at how this story turns out. Yes. Before we go all the way into the story. This is... Alright. First and foremost, only one person dies. That's True. kind of a rarity for us. Yeah, there's but usually multiple also... victims in our stories. Yes. Yeah. No, no. Not... <laughs> has nothing to do with us. The no. stories. In our stories we cover. But... Even though this is a single victim case and not some, you know, 50-year serial killing spree kind of... This is probably the wildest, most bizarre story we've covered so far. I think so. I mean, you brought it to my attention. We have. But you brought it to my attention and I thought, wow, that one definitely needs to be covered. Because people don't know about it. Yeah. I, I had never heard of it. I had just heard of it. So we gotta get on this train. <laughs> this is bananas. Now, this episode's story takes us back to the 1910s and 20s in the glamorous city of Los Angeles, known as the Smoggy City, the Big Raisin, Land of a Thousand Quakes, the City mm-hmm. of Brotherly Thugs, the Big Wheezy, and I made up others. But I'm sure you did. Like the Schwinn City. Because oh, a lot of people there ride bikes. Is that true? Alright. <clears throat> there in Los Angeles, we meet the star of the show, Walburga Osterreich, aka Dolly. Two fun facts Osterreich is the German word for Austria. <laughs> so her married name was Walburga Dolly Austria. <laughs> oh, dear. Second. In all the research that we did for this episode, uh, I found nowhere else has reported on this fact. So this is a Crossing the Tape exclusive. Our Mm. first exclusive, I think. Wow. Dolly, real name Wahlberger, once again, 
has no relation whatsoever to the Boston-based chain of burger restaurants owned and operated by the Wahlberg family. Completely separate entities, even though uh, Wahlburgers, Wahlburger, Boston accent. You mean Wahlburger? That's what I said. That's her name. You didn't say it with the <laughs> accent. <laughs> Anyhow, let's, yes. let's get on to the story. All right. On the evening of August 22nd, 1922, Los Angeles police responded to the Osterich residence after neighbors reported hearing shouting followed by three gunshots. Upon arrival, they made entry into the home and found a man lying on the living room floor, dead, with two twenty-five caliber gunshot wounds to his chest and a third in his head. The man was quickly identified as the patriarch of the residence, Fred Osterich, husband of Dolly. His identification, of course, raised the question, where's Dolly? A sweep of the house revealed the assailant was no longer present, and Dolly had been locked in a closet, unable to escape the house or aid her husband during the attack. Naturally, when a married person dies from unnatural causes, such as multiple gunshot wounds, Mm -hmm. their spouse is the number one suspect. Yep. So a police interview was conducted, and that revealed Dolly and Fred were enjoying a pleasant night out, rather a pleasant night in after going out for the evening. Dolly went to hang up her beloved fur coat, one of many, and she was shoved into the coat closet. The door shut behind her. She initially thought this was her husband playing a trick, but locking the door was a little far for a joke. But that joke was over when she heard yelling and three gunshots. Dolly found that money had been stolen from she and Fred's bedroom during the attack, indicating this was possibly a robbery that got out of hand. Now, detectives didn't completely buy Dolly's story, but there wasn't a way for her to lock herself in the closet. It wasn't implausible that an intruder would have locked her away in order to deal with Fred Mm one-on-one, also having the advantage of a firearm. Right. But this belief was further solidified in the days after the burglary, when Dolly was asked to come to the coroner's office to identify Fred's body. Once she confirmed that this was indeed her beloved Fred, and fainting immediately after. Naturally. Mrs. Osterich regained consciousness and inquired about her husband's diamond-encrusted pocket watch. The watch had not been collected at the scene, and it wasn't on Fred's body. So this meant the killer got not only the cash, but quite a handsome and distinct gentleman's diamond watch. Hmm. But before we dive into more about Fred and Wahlberger, Dolly... We want you to hear from another, much better couple about the National Investigative Training Academy. If you are looking for a career change or to expand your knowledge in an already established one, look no further than the National Investigative Training Academy. The National Investigative Training Academy, or NIDA, N-I-T-A, has well over 100 courses with 70 professional development ones alone. NIDA is constantly adding to their course catalog and courses are focused on private investigation and security fields. Whether you would like to become a private investigator or you need continuing education for your investigative or security career, the National Investigative Training Academy is for you. All courses offered are 100% online and do at your own pace. Once completed, you will receive a certificate in that course. Sign up today at investigativeacademy.com. Make sure when you sign up for your courses, you mention we sent you there. We encourage you to get the best investigative and security training possible today. When you sign up, mention our brand ambassador code BA2367. 
that's BA2367, and you can find those courses at investigativeacademy.com. Look for links in our show notes as well. Dear Dolly was born in 1880 as Walburga Korschel, either in Germany or just after her parents immigrated to the U.S., settling in Wisconsin, hmm. land of a thousand cheeses. <laughs> it is an interesting choice, though. Like Wisconsin? When I, when, yeah, when I did the research, I was thinking, you know, you hear of immigrating in New York, in like a borough right. of New York, or somewhere on the East Coast, and then I thought Wisconsin. By way of Ellis Island? Like what? I know. <laughs> How'd you get there? Yeah. But hey. But hey. They may have drifted in on a lake. At 12 years old, Walburga delved into the delightful world of child labor. When she landed, that's sarcasm, when she landed a job at Milwaukee-based textile factory owned by Fred William Osterreich. Soon, she was known as Dolly, and she was viewed as a fun and eventually attractive, as she neared womanhood, young woman, and because of that, it's no wonder she caught the eye of Fred. He was also a German immigrant. So maybe it was a little, uh, hey, I've been where you've been. Well, and I did read that, that they, another reason they clicked was because, yeah, they're both of German descent. So Mm -hmm. it was, that was something important to them. They could, they could have a a chancel. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) At the age of 17, Dolly Korschel married Fred and became Mrs. Osterich. Her humble working lifestyle was elevated to that of a wealthy socialite, but at her heart, she was still the fun, the same fun, outgoing young lady. Even after they were married, she remained very well liked among his employees, we'll and often mediated, yeah, often mediated situations, handling them with a delicate touch that Fred couldn't provide. In the late 1910s, Fred was beginning to question his mental health a bit. He noticed items around the house were in places he didn't leave them. Food was missing, and his fancy cigars were disappearing faster than he was smoking them. He would hear strange noises at night, and even claimed to see shadows pass by the bedroom door or in front of the attic window. A ghost, perhaps? It's our very first haunting. No. I know. This apparent haunting of their home was naturally quite unnerving to Fred, because... Ghosts are real, (laughs) apparently. But when he asked Dolly about the strange happenings, she had an answer for him. He was just drinking too much. You know, and I was thinking about that too, when she said that. I'm like, don't you think that the female in particular, especially back then, Mm -hmm. when the man was, more, much more so, the man was, you know, considered the patriarch and the head of the house and women were, it wasn't the same as it Mm -hmm. is now. But my point is, don't you think the woman would be like, oh dear, a ghost, you know. <laughs> but instead, her answer. <laughs> but yeah, if, her answer is, nah, you're drinking too much, Fred. <laughs> Fred, you gotta put down the bottle. No, you're right. That, you know, the, the role of the woman in yeah. the 1910s was probably yeah. quite a bit more subservient. And, it was. And I'm, you know. You know, listen, don't speak. Right. And so I'm, when yeah. you're powerful, trustworthy, intelligent husband, the man of the house is that there is a ghost a com- that, afoot. Well, that owns a company that you used to work for. Yeah. You right. know. So that, you, you know he's 
He's wise. And yeah. Well, there is a ghost. And she says, no. She fool. goes, nah. Yeah. You'd, you'd think, uh, traditionally speaking. Yes. That's what I mean. Oh, goodness. Tra- you know, traditionally, it doesn't seem, it seems like she would take on his view and like step to the back burner of things. But instead, she, you know, well, just tells him he's full of crap. Dolly's no pushover. We, we learn that quickly. She's a powerful woman, and she has no qualms about telling Fred, listen, you're on the sauce. It's That's probably, why you're seeing ghosts. It's probably because she was a lot younger. I mean, that was common back then, though. Yeah. You know. they're, they had a few years' age difference. I'm not, I yeah. couldn't find anything that said exactly what. I couldn't either. And but her I had, date know. of birth is approximate, because yeah. I think due to the immigration, yeah. papers were lost or never existed. Well... And I know at some point in at least my family, some of the papers from immigration papers, they were in a building that caught on fire in New York. Yeah. So we don't have... So that's gone. Yeah. Again, it's a lot of it's approximation. Her year of birth is accurate, but the exact date, no telling. Yeah. And she seems like the type, she would just celebrate her birthday every day. Yeah. Anyhow. We'll find out later what she would have become if she didn't marry so well. Mm-hmm. Well, she told Fred, you're just drinking too much, there's no ghost. And it's true that Fred did enjoy his share of the drink, and according to Dolly, he would drunkenly move his items around, he would smoke extra cigars, eat more food than he remembered, and the noises and shadows were just figments of his booze-addled mind. And she encouraged him to see a doctor who did agree that Fred was under quite a bit of stress and he just needed to relax. Taking that advice to heart, Fred began toying with the idea of closing the textile factory. He'd made his handsome wealth so far. Right. And heck, they could retire and be happy and he could just spend all day drinking and dallying with ghosts. Or getting better. Yeah. In early 1918, Fred and Dolly went to a party, a German beer party, to be exact, which, that's the life. He's got a, well, and if he's got a problem, though, yeah, that's, the last, that. <laughs> that's the last place he needs to go. You're drinking so much, you're saying ghosts. I wonder if it was her idea. Now, <laughs> <laughs> the Wilhelms are having a beer party, and we're going. See, a party isn't, you know, like, they went to unwind. For us, a party is not a way it's to unwind. Stressful. It's stressful. There's, There's people, people there. there. There's people, there's expectations. I have to I have to talk to somebody. I mean, why why do that? You know what? We have beer at home. Yeah. We don't need to go drinking someone else's beer somewhere. No. I drink it at home and talk to you. Beer that we like. With a person we like. Yeah. Now, they went hoping to unwind, but instead they ended up in a pretty major argument, which wasn't terribly uncommon for the couple. Fred decided he would just head home alone. Because he'd had just about enough of Dolly not believing in the ghosts. <laughs> and what kind of, was that his, was that his, oh, Fred, what's new? You know, we have a ghost yeah. in our house. Well, I'll tell you what's new. <laughs> ghosts are real. And I they're see. in my house. They're my cigars my are gone. Well, eating the food. <laughs> I didn't think about that before. Hungry ghosts. You've seen Casper. There was the fat one. <laughs> there was. That's there was that right. scene where they eat all the food. And it's just falling right out of them. Well, he would have found it then. Yeah, ghost crap. Now, when Fred arrived home alone and angry, and probably, you know, 
a few beers deep. Yeah. He finds a man in his early 20s sitting in the kitchen, helping himself to a leftover leg of lamb. <gasps> this was not a ghost, which was probably even more upsetting for Fred. <laughs> because now ghosts are no longer real. And who the F is this guy eating my lamb? Enraged, and with his suspicions of an intruder confirmed, Fred grabbed the man and chucked him unceremoniously out on his backside. Fred later informed Dolly, Hey, I'm not crazy, and all these strange occurrences, no ghosts, Dolly, like you kept telling me about the ghosts. (laughs) It was actually some creep who's been sneaking in and out of our house for like a year. And eating our food. And don't you think that would have unnerved Dolly? (laughs) Yeah, she would have said, oh, you are an alcoholic and an angry drunk, but there was some guy in our home. Yeah. Yes. Like, I'd every night, I'd be like, okay, we got to check everything. Yeah, we're going to triple check everything. We're going to triple check everything, make sure everything's locked. I'm going to put a little bit of rat poison on the leftover lamb, just in case. (laughs) And hey, if somebody takes a bite, that's on them. So undoubtedly, the intruder made Fred want to leave Milwaukee. Mm. Later in 1918, the couple shut down the Milwaukee factory and decided to retire in Los Angeles, the city with all those names I mentioned. Dolly said, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> said the only way she would move was if she could choose the home they lived in. In Milwaukee, the couple's home had an attic, and Dolly insisted no matter how uncommon it was, their Los Angeles home needed to have an attic. Presumably, she valued the storage space too much to give it up. After all, we know she has a penchant for furs. True. But that would not be the place to store your furs. Unless you have, you know, bags and, like, cedar chips and stuff. I don't know if they did that back then. Put, like, cedar... Yeah, I don't know. You know, unless it was a cedar chest. But also, it's it's Los Angeles. There's no moths. No, there's a lot. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, there's no fur. Yeah, they don't have fur. Like, I don't know. <laughs> well, I was going to say, she couldn't wear it there. Yeah. Well, yeah, when's she going to wear it? There's <laughs> one week in February. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Mm-hmm. Now, Dolly selected a home overlooking the legendary Sunset Strip. So this is prime real estate. Right. They are not, they're not just getting a little house. Yeah. They've got prime a location. lovely home. Right there in the heart of L.A. She got the home and the attic she wanted, and Fred got more than he could have asked for, because the West Coast sunshine reinvigorated Fred, much like an energy drink given to a puppy. Fred felt like a new man and decided, why not restart the business here in L.A.? Christmas decoration town. Thank you. He opened a new factory and got back in the fabric saddle. Now we jump back to 1922, after Fred's death. Detectives were at a standstill. They were almost certain Dolly was involved, but they couldn't prove it. She didn't lock herself in the closet. Furs. As the lock was on the outside and the key was found in another part of the house. The watch and the cash were still missing, but there were plenty of other valuables, including Fred's wallet, which was on his person, which a thief would have helped themselves to. Sure. Dolly inherited everything from her late husband and retained estate attorney Herman Shapiro to help her manage her large endowment. And after she got those matters settled, she moved into a new home, also with an attic, because that's her style, 
and began a romantic relationship with Shapiro. This was not long after Fred's death. Right. And she had been with Fred since, what was it, would we say 1913, I think they married? Something like that. What, she was 17? Yeah, she was 17. No, it was 1887. Okay. Or 97, because she was born in 1880. So she married in 1897. Now it's 1922. Right. Her husband's been dead for like months. Yeah. And she's already, and she's already taken somebody dating else. The attorney, yeah. which people grieve in different ways. Yeah. But... Do whatever you got to do, but Dolly, come on. Yeah. And the attorney, she has no couth. No. Now, after starting that romantic relationship, as a token of her affection and appreciation for Shapiro's hard work, Dolly provided him with a handsome, distinct gentleman's diamond pocket watch. Hmm. Why does that sound familiar? Well, this used to belong to my dearly departed Fred, but you should have it. Hmm. Interesting. Where'd the watch come from? That's the question. And that's where we leave you. But as a little tease for the next episode, we can tell you, the detectives investigating Fred's murder, they probably should have looked in the attic. Yeah. But until next time, I'm Brendan. And I'm Hillary. So long. Stay safe.